Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome, one and all, to The Jerick Show, the only cybersecurity show that is more secure than a supervillain's lair. Um, we know that the topic of cybersecurity can be confusing, so let us unravel it like solving a Rubik's Cube behind your head, behind your back. Uh, I'm really making a hash out of this one. Um, speaking of hashes, how are you doing, Eric? I'm doing pretty good, but you completely skipped our intro video. Welcome to The Jarek Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Crone. Timely topics, poorly presented. Now that's better, you right? We're, we're there. We're there. We're, we're feeling better about things. We're moving along. So thank you for doing that, Javad. I know, uh, you know, we've missed a couple of weeks here again, and we cannot make a habit of that, my friend. No, no, especially throughout August. Yep, yep, yep. So speaking of August, it's going to be hacker summer camp here in the U.S. Um, B-Sides, uh, Black Hat and DEF CON, uh, along with Diana Initiative and like all the other ones that are that are happening that same week. It's just a crazy week of overlapping stuff. I know, unfortunately, you're not going to be out for that. But our colleague and friend James uh, and I are both alternate speakers for Besides Las Vegas, which I'm very happy about. Always a bridesgroom, never the bridesmaid, never. You know what I mean. How about not being clever today? Let's. <laughs> nice try, though. I'll, so I'll give you if you live in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. And you hold a driving license, mm. then it's been exposed um it's uh the the russia linked group claims responsibility which targets move it software also used by the bbc and the british airways so yeah i mean this is yet another one of these sorts of things where i mean it's been kind of out of control and uh, i'm just double checking but Mostly what we're seeing from this, uh, as far as the move it vulnerability is the, the group Clop. And, uh, Clop's done a very interesting thing. They've taken ransomware and skipped the whole encryption piece, just stolen a bunch of data. And then they're using that to leverage against people. But this story is big. I mean, this is an entire state worth of very sensitive information. You know, we have our, our tax IDs over here, the social security numbers, boom, um, you know, four and a half million people. And this is going to include not only adults, but also younger people, minors that have driving licenses. And uh, this is IDs. This is basically anyone that's got an ID from uh, Louisiana. Their very sensitive information is out there again. And uh, interesting thing, you, you, you said that, you know, what they're doing with ransomware is that they're skipping the encryption part altogether. And I think this is where we need to remind people that ransomware is just a, a symptom. The, yeah. the actual underlying thing is that someone's compromised your network. They're yeah. in there. So then they can do whatever they want. Ransomware is just one of many, many things they can choose to do. Um, so if you only focus on ransomware and only focus on like, well, do we have backups in place to restore it? Or do we have our negotiation teams in place? <laughs> then, you know, you're going to be left short when they decide to choose a different uh, payload as opposed to the ransom at the encryption yeah. side of things. So 
I think companies need to really, really focus on like, okay, how do we stop getting owned in the first place? How do we prevent that initial access vector? So, you know, look after your credentials, patch your software, you yeah. know, all this kind of stuff, the fundamental stuff upon which a lot of security is built on. That's what these people exploit to, to get into your systems. Um, if you can stop that, then all of this goes away. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? I said something very similar to that when I was on uh, CNN, yeah. uh, my little clip on there. I, you know, it was it was a little bit out of context with the story, but we were talking about this. I was talking about it with the reporter and, you know, we were saying if you can get the human aspect under control, we would see a lot less stories like this going on. And, and the problem that we have here is we hear about this happening. We hear about this ransomware. We hear about these tools, but you know what? Seven, eight out of 10 times, the initial attack vector is going to be email. And in groups like Clop, they're an affiliate, uh, like a ransomware as a service type of group. And so they've got people that they're they're profit sharing with that are carrying out these attacks. They're, you know, and, and they're using phishing a lot of ways. And there's some sneaky ways. I just saw another uh, another one yesterday where uh, these bad actors, it was a, I think it was a North Korean group, one of the APTs out there. They're sending out emails uh, and it's got a document that says it's encrypted and it is encrypted. And then they have a password file that they're sending with it. It's a CHM, which is a compiled uh, HTML help file for Windows. So it's a native file format. The people double click that. Well, it's compiled HTML. So they infect the system. They get the password still for this document and put it in and it, it unlocks it or whatever. But you're still playing around with these files that you really shouldn't be launching stuff like that. If somebody sends you a document that's password protected, a couple of things usually happen here. Number one, it's password protected or, you know, in a zip file or something like that so that your antivirus software can't open mm -hmm. and find the virus that's in there. I mean, that's a big red flag to begin with. And then these ones here where they're getting you to open an HTML file, you know, uh, and so that's how they're starting their stuff. But you're right. There's remote access Trojans. There's all kinds of other stuff, banking Trojans, things like that, that are flying around. It's not just ransomware. There's a lot of other stuff. So speaking of other stuff, oh. zero days in Apple software. Say it's not true. This no. doesn't happen. Apple doesn't get zero days or viruses or anything like that, does it? Um, yes, yes, it does. <laughs> Do you remember back in the day when people were like, I don't need antivirus, so I'm running a Mac, you know, and everyone's like, ah, yeah, ha ha, I don't have to have that, you Windows running idiots. And now, lo and behold, uh, it's just as yep. bad over on that OS, maybe even worse in some cases I've read. But yeah, this is a zero day, wanted to bring this up. So if you get a, hey, it's time to patch. Yeah, go ahead and apply that. Um, I know it's a pain. Your phone has to reboot. You can't get to the social media for, you know, maybe five or 10 minutes. I mean, how awkward is that? You may miss something huge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, this is not only is it a zero day, but it's an actively exploited zero day. So don't mess around with this one, folks. That's that's cool. my lesson here. So the advice is just patch. Excellent. So FTC accuses DNA testing company of lying about dumping samples. Uh, how would you feel if someone lied about dumping your DNA? 
sample. Oh, I mean, it, so where are they dumping these samples exactly? Are they like flushing it? Are they, you know, tossing it out the window on the way to work? Like, like what does this well, mean? Anyway, there's this company called OneHealth.io, also known as Vitagene. Um, and it said that it would dispose of their physical DNA sample as well as their collected health data, but they didn't. And oh. on top of it, I think what they did is they retroactively changed their privacy policy and didn't inform people about it. <laughs> so, so, um, so they've been fined by the FTC, I think something to the tune of $70,000, $75,000, and a promise from the company to police its data production claims. They have to pinky swear. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that from now on, they're not going to do absolutely stupid things. No, no. You know, this the, the whole like, I don't know, this whole DNA thing and like this information goes everywhere. It's like, I, I, I'm going to tinfoil hat here a little bit, but we start playing around with uh, DNA stuff. I'm, I'm always a little bit on edge. You got your ancestry.com, you know, and, and how many times now have we heard of somebody being arrested? Not always a bad thing, but being arrested because they match DNA based on a relative who did something in one of these things <laughs> and then figured it out. It was so, someone else related to it. I'm like, oh man, like it, it's not just to tell you who your ancestors are, folks. It's a great way for, uh, again, tinfoil hat governments to gather DNA data. But anytime you're messing around with this stuff, you really need to be doing what you say you're doing with it. There's no reason to keep that around and store it. I mean, it may just be a cheek swab, but why would you want to keep that? True. Unless you're like Dexter and you like to keep like those blood <laughs> yeah. slides that, <laughs> or like blood drops of all your victims and... It just uh, seems like it would be easier to destroy it, whether it's to, you know, incinerate it or something like that, yeah, yeah. than to actually deal with keeping it around for some reason. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so back to Klopp and the Move It attackers, the U.S. Department, Department of State, of State. Had offered a $10 million award for information leaking to members of a Klopp affiliate responsible for a recent data extortion campaign to a foreign government. Nice. <laughs> this kind of ties, this ties into what, what I was talking about uh, the other day and some of the comment ops that we've done for the media and some of the stuff that's, that's been published out there. And I said, you know what? These guys are brazen. If they're going to be running out here, hitting federal stuff, they're brazen because they're going to have a target on their back. And you, you generally don't want to mess with governments like this, whether it's a UK government, the US government, I mean, we got Interpol, we got all these people. And when you get on their radar, I mean, what do we see? A dark side. And, you know, we've seen several other ones end up burning down because they screwed around and they pushed it past that line where we actually end up doing like a pretty significant response. And I think that's what we're seeing here. They got, they got a little cocky and hmm, it'll be interesting. Do you think 10 million is sufficient enough to get people to turn or should they sweeten the pot and say 10 million U.S. citizenship and all per previous crimes forgiven? Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, and that's an interesting question, though, because, I mean, 10 million is a lot of money when we look at it. But in the past two years, Klopp has brought in 91 million. Mm. So if you're sitting there, you know, and that's what we know of. So if you're sitting there and you're making that kind of money already, 
is it worth it to you in the long run to take the risks of ratting out something like this that maybe, you know, a, a Russian sponsored group? I heard the Russians have this this thing about windows and people accidentally falling out of them and stuff like yeah. that. If you make yeah, them yeah, mad, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like, is that worth the risk? You better spend it quick. That. There is, is that. Uh, yeah, there's. But you're right. I, th I think even putting those threats aside or, or or accidents aside, it's it's also like really weird. Like, you know, is it enough to entice people? So, if like you said, if you're, it's a bit like when someone's a CISO uh, of a large global organization, they're making whatever six figures a year, and some vendor comes like, if you if you have a one on one with us, we'll give you a twenty dollar Amazon voucher or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Do CISOs actually fall for that? <laughs> Do they actually say yes to that? Actually, if you're a CISO and you said yes uh, to meet with a vendor in exchange for a very low sum, <laughs> let us know. Uh, we'd like to hear how, how it made you feel. How many, how many times did you shower afterwards to, <laughs> to get that stench off you or uh, anything like that? But yeah, genuine question. Well, they've got those CISO events too, that they end up whining and dining them, bringing them out to some really nice hotel and spending the weekend with them in exchange for their time. I've, I've spoken at events like that, right? Where, yeah. where all of that happens and, and you kind of, kind of wonder like, what's your time worth, but that's given them some pretty cool stuff. A lot of them bring along their spouses or whatever, and, and they go, Hey honey, check it out. We're going to have a fun weekend, you know, and, and they're able to entice them with something like that, but like an Amazon gift card that that's yeah. a hard sell and I, th I think the event is slightly different generally because yeah you, you're getting something of value out of it but there's also other CISOs there who you can network with or catch up with or or what have you so it's not just i, mean, I i'm talking about the very specific yeah. just take a call with a, one of our sales <laughs> yeah. engineers yeah. and and we'll send you some socks or or whatever you it's it's just a very very strange model and, and i'm just thinking is 10 million enough to entice criminals who are making maybe you know that much a year anyway yeah to, to turn and why would why would you do that there'd almost have to be another reason yeah for somebody to do that i mean it's like spycraft and stuff too you know you generally either have to have a reason to get somebody to do it or you have to have something to hold over them right if you're going to turn somebody you, you're either going to have to make it extremely lucrative or you're going to have to have something that is going to threaten whatever it is they're protecting so, so and you know what that. oh go ahead what reason do I have to keep you on this show? My brilliant. Ah, not good enough. Not good enough. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. We'll hopefully be back next week. Uh, until then, stay secure. Oh, yes. Change, the, change the, 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 the headings while you can. The man in the background on the green room who can't do anything now is just clicking buttons in the hope that he can, he can put something there. Oh, well. Uh, that's a bitter old Eric for you. So stay secure, my friends. <laughs>